Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm joined with Nick. He is the founder of Wooden Journey. He started this company to truly make the world a greener and better place. They've already planted over 15,000 trees and conserved 6 million square feet of rainforest. Wooden Journey started as an idea. What if you wanted to help combat climate change and plant trees in areas of true need, but didn't know how to do it from your home? What if you felt like there was nothing that you could do, even though you really wanted to help? Wooden Journey is currently solving this problem for us and is doing amazing things. So Nick, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much, Bobby. I'm humbled to be here and getting to, uh, you know, introduce myself to you and your amazing community. It's going to be a pleasure for sure. Yes. What's been happening in your world lately? Uh, I, I guess a lot, I would say. So um, I started Wooden Journey in 2019. Um, and like you said, I really just wanted to make it easy for anyone, you know, worldwide that really wanted to be able to unite behind a cause and a company that they knew they would just, you know, really be able to stand behind in order to make the world a greener place. You know, from the comfort of their own home. Um, you know, as you may know, there's so many problems with deforestation, and you know, you can see across the world with wildfires and just the climate crisis really escalating to a higher and higher scale every you know single year. I wanted to make it easy for anyone that you know felt that they wanted to make that change, but didn't really have the access to these places that are having these problems. So um, I really wanted to first and foremost make an you know inviting community, and I'm proud to say that so far across social media, we've already gathered over 160,000 members worldwide. Um, it's truly humbling to have such an incredible audience and community behind Wooden Journey. And um, to date, we've already planted 15,000 trees and we've also conserved over 6 million square feet of rainforest uh, for their protected areas to make sure not only that we're you know, replanting the places that we've lost, but also conserving the parts of the world that we still have. That is absolutely amazing and such a huge feat because a lot of us like see it happening or we hear it happening of all of the deforestation and you're like, see a headline and then it goes to the wayside and you're like, wouldn't it be amazing to help out, but we don't know how to help. So how are you guys connecting it from social media and bringing it to light to actually replanting these trees? Absolutely. So the first thing that we do is we offer really accessible ways um, and very low cost ways for people to be able to do that. Um, my biggest motto is if someone, you know, purchases a cup of coffee or goes out to eat once a month, they can stand behind our cause. You know, our first and foremost goal is to make it easily accessible to the majority of the world to be able to stand behind us. Um, and through TikTok, we've had the amazing privilege as our channel has grown to join the TikTok Creator Fund. So what we're able to do is because of that, just by being on TikTok and watching our videos about, you know, our educational aspects for rainforests, you know, wildlife, different things that you can learn and explore through our channel, just by watching the video, you're actually helping us contribute because we take the funds from the TikTok Creator Fund and we give it back to the environmental causes that we stand behind. So that's one very accessible and free way that we offer to make that change. And we're also in a really exciting way. We're actually going to be launching our very own a platform on woodenjourney.com very, very soon where we're going to have our own explore page. We're going to have a community forum where you guys are going to be able to also just kind of join the community, get to meet other members, you know, really engage with everyone and, you know, add friends. It's going to be really, really cool. And then on top of that, we're also going to be having a membership page where pretty much whatever dollar amount that you subscribe for will stand for at least one tree. So for example, a $5 tier 
um, you'll get a wooden journey necklace that I hand make myself to kind of just give you that extra badge and, you know, as a thank you to supporting us. But you'll also plant five trees each and every single month. So I really just try to make it pretty much if someone has access to the internet and also has, you know, the ability to, you know, throw a couple extra dollars, they can truly reforest the world. And I make sure that I partnered with really good organizations that, you know, have very full, um, you know, reports and, you know, make sure that they're not only reforesting and helping the wildlife around them, but they're also really invigorating the communities around them as well. So it's really, a, it's been a very rewarding experience so far, and I'm very proud of what we've done. So is it $1 per tree? Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yes. It's that simple. So <laughs> like that's mind blowing to me, yes. you know, like, yeah. okay, go out and, you know, take one trip to Starbucks and there's like five trees already. Like that's, anybody can do this. I am a big fan of Starbucks. and like, I am the first one to admit that I am a frequent flyer there, but I also am very aware it's if people don't understand that it's that simple, you know, so they think, you know, like, let's say, for example, you know, anyone who's listening to the first time, they've heard about climate change, they see all these problems happening. And it's like, all right, well, cool, I'm not in Australia, I can't go take a $2,000 flight over there and go plant a couple of trees, you know, how am I supposed to do that? So that's really the bridge that I was trying to gap. It's like, listen, you know, if you have a couple extra dollars, and you want to be able to plant these trees, we can give you the updates every month, you know, you guys get exclusive access to certain things on our platform. Um, you know, you get some extra cool merchandise along the way. So, you know, that's really the main thing I was trying to set out to achieve. It's, I try to make it as low cost as possible for a lot of people that want to be able to support us. That is amazing. And like you said, it's not only supporting, you know, organizations that you partner with for just replanting the trees, but the community aspect as well. You want to dive into that and how, you know, deforestation not only affects wildlife, and the ecosystem, but also the community aspect. Yeah, so, man, there's so much into that. So do you mean the community behind Wooden Journey or the communities around the rainforest themselves? Because there's Communities around the rainforest. Awesome. Yeah, so a big thing that a lot of people aren't aware of is agriculture has a massive impact on the agricultural, um, you know, on the rainforest system across the world. We're on a we're on a very big scale deforestation rate, just be able to have beef cultivation. So, you know, if veganism isn't your thing, that's totally fine. My biggest thing is, is if you consume beef or whatever, if you were to just cut your intake in half, not only you're helping your own personal health, but you're also help, like dramatically taking off the impact on these rainforest systems. I've talked to many people who live directly in Panama, Brazil, you know, Africa, the places that are directly in these areas. And a lot of the you know, community around these areas, they're, you know, very poor. And the access to them to just have funds is beef. So what they think is like, all right, if I have access to the rainforest, and I can, you know, basically decimate this abundant wildlife resource and kind of just use it for harvesting beef and, you know, that kind of cultivation of cows, then I'll be able to support my family. And it's just, it's such a problem because there's such a demand for it and the demand keeps increasing. So if just everyone were to say, hey, I'm just gonna you know, cut my intake in half. If I have a hamburger every day, have it once every other day. If everyone was to be able to just make that small little adjustment, the overall demand and impact on these ecosystems would be completely changed. Um, and that's another thing that I'm actually trying to tackle through Wooden Journey. Obviously, you know, beef production is a whole other game. <laughs> you know, I'm not into that. but. <laughs> One thing that I'm doing with one of my partners is when you subscribe through Wooden Journey, not only are you 
planting trees in these areas, but you're actually creating work days for the communities around them. So you're actually creating jobs for the people around these areas to not only give them a livelihood and also give them a sustainable model for them to be able to not only invigorate the land around them, but you're also teaching them kind of how to be stewards of the land. I mean, these people are the ones that are, you know, they're the boots on the ground and they know the ecosystem better than most of us. So it's better to give the power to them, but also give them the livelihoods that they need as well in order to really just create that economic growth in those neighborhoods and communities. That is so powerful. Because a lot of times we just see it as like a one-time fix, like, oh, if I reclean a tree, you know, it's all good. I already did my part. Right. And important. there's so many other levels to it that, you know, a lot of us in the U.S. or maybe abroad and different countries, you don't see that. No, in our backyard. Right. It's not in our backyard. And, you know, I had the pleasure of going to Costa Rica and like seeing rainforest and everything a year and a half ago. And I was completely in awe. I was like, oh, there's monkeys around me, you know. Uh, yeah, it's completely breathtaking. You know, preserving the land, seeing it. And when you're around people in that community that live in it, you know, they prioritize that and prioritize the land. But you're right, you know, if your money source is gone, you're going to try to find other ways to make money. You have to put food on the table, you know, and everyone can understand that aspect, you know, whether it's in the United States or it's in Costa Rica, you know, everyone, if you're faced with a problem and, you know, the economic situation here, you isn't good, you're going to have to support your family somehow. So, you know. A lot of these people don't want to make decimating rainforests their home, but when they have the opportunity to either put food on the table or cut a couple of trees down, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer for some of these communities. So it's just, you know, as a society, we need to be able to address that problem, you know, face on in order to not only invigorate, you know, the overall economic standpoint, but also what's going to be a sustainable model for generations to come, you know? For sure. Like we've had the rainforest for years and years, and now we want to continue to have it for future generations. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of like the biggest problems I would say with deforestation besides, you know, the cultural aspects and community, you know, are there brands that come to mind that are deforestation and what can we do to stop that? So that's a fantastic question. Um, I think the best answer to that is to really understand different products and to understand where they're sourced. I think if people really understood where, you know, some furniture might come from or, you know, where they get their food sources from or where they get their palm oil. I mean, there's different, there's different products across the world that have different impacts. Like for example, palm oil is a huge problem in Indonesia deforestation, but beef production is a big problem in Brazil. So there's many different rainforest ecosystems across the world, and it's really important to really emphasize the problems directly in each of those habitats themselves. But the biggest thing that I would probably address is just really know the way that something is sourced. Because if you really get to the roots of where the object is coming from, then you can kind of really make a stamp of where the things were harvested themselves, you know? Um, you know, acre to acre, the biggest problems is definitely beef. I mean, it completely outpaces anything else across the world. Um, palm oil is probably a close second, but um, I mean, logging is, you know, definitely an issue. And there's plenty of alternatives such as bamboo production, where most of the lumber that we get across the world, bamboo can grow multiple feet in a year. And it's just as hardy as a lot of the lumber that's used across the world. So it just comes down to the overall infrastructure on what things are built on and making those small little adjustments. 
you know, I mean, if those little adjustments were to happen, really, really cool things would really start to fall into place. And I'm a big believer that we're going to get there. It's just the problem is the education, you know, when you go to buy, you know, a jar of peanut butter, you know, how are you supposed to know where that comes from? You know, you're just trying to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for your lunch. You know, you have so much going on and, you know, it, it doesn't just come down to the consumer. I mean, a lot of companies also need to stand up and be leaders. If they know that they're harvesting things in an unsustainable manner for the bottom dollar, they need to stand up and make those changes, you know, but on the other side of the coin, the consumer also has to be aware of if they can spend, you know, a couple extra cents for something a little bit more sustainably produced, a lot of us can make those changes, you know, some of us can't financially, and that's okay, you know, totally understandable, you know, I don't want people to put too much pressure on themselves as well. There's so many things going on in the world. It's like, you know, there's plenty to be, you know, concerned about as it is right now, but just making and being aware of those constant little changes is a, uh, is a huge thing. Um, just going off of that one thing that I've, if you really start to pay attention to things, it becomes really interesting. So one thing I've been really into is like paper towels, for example. Okay. Most people don't know, just when you go to buy a paper towel, like whatever, it is what it is, you know, but if a lot of that paper towel pulp is coming from like Canadian forests. It's just the decimation of forests in order to just kind of make this very hardy paper towel. But a lot of companies have started to introduce certain ways where they're going tree free for paper towels. So there's a couple of companies out there that you can actually buy paper towels just as functional, you know, does the exact same job as any other one, but they're a couple extra cents, but it, they don't require any deforestation at all. You can actually just get it because bamboo is, like I said, just as sustainable. They come from the bamboo plant. And does it really matter if you're cleaning up the mess in your home, whether it's coming from, you know, <laughs> this tree or something? Like, it doesn't really matter. So it's just when the society and the overall purchaser decides to make those small little changes, the big companies in the market start to take notice, you know? So it's, it's important things. And you're, every day you go to the store and make that decision financially, it's really like you're voting for change. So... For sure. Do you happen to know a brand right offhand on the paper towels? Oh man, if I had to recommend one, Cabo, C-A-B-O-O, -O, um, okay. big believer in them. They don't just make paper towels, they make tissues, they make toilet paper. They have a whole array of bamboo sourced tea tree paper products that the average consumer can easily afford. I would definitely look into that brand. I'm a big believer in them for the part. <laughs> uh, because I've never heard of this. Like, I didn't even know that they were making bamboo wow. paper towels. And, yeah. you know, these are the small things that you learn just by talking to somebody. Yeah, it's and, cool stuff. <laughs> right. It's super cool. And I'm in the grocery store multiple times a week picking up items. And, like, this quick change can really affect, you know, the rainforests and forests across the yeah. world. Yeah. And it, like you said, it takes like a couple extra seconds looking up your product, you know, saying, okay, well, let me take the time. Let me look at, actually read what's on the label here. Right. And flip the box over. <laughs> exactly. And with people now, I feel like there's a trend from having, you know, everybody at home more over this past year of like actually. At first it was like, oh, we'll see where it goes. And now there's this trend of everybody trying to get healthier. And people are reading labels and they're like, oh, I wanna get this over this and eat cleaner and so forth. And you know, what's one more extra step of saying, okay, this says palm oil, let me actually look up this brand and see where they're getting it from. 
And I want to really touch base on that point as well, because it's an amazing point, Bobby. The internet has completely changed the way society is completely run. You know, so many before, you know, our generation or any other generations, you didn't have access to be able to go onto google.com and say, where does this come from? You know, the power is just in our fingertips. It was a monumentally different level that has completely changed the game for everybody, you know? So everyone has access to this stuff now and it's going to change things. I mean, and that's the reason why I, like I was touching a little bit on those bamboo paper towels because companies like Pebu found a solution and they're like, this is a very sustainable, easy model that the general consumer can, you know, take up you know, take an opportunity in. And what happened was, they put out the product. They got a lot of market share because the consumer started, they had really great marketing. They had great packaging. It stands out right in front of you in the grocery store. And it's like, oh, wow. When you're faced with, okay, I can have this paper towel that is decimating the planet, or I can have this one that's made in a way more sustainable model. It's kind of a no brainer. It's like, as long as I'm cleaning my table, who really gives a crap, <laughs> you know? Right. So what happened was they took a part of the market share. Other massive companies in those spaces started to make the changes because they started to realize, oh, the consumer is really starting to care about this and they're willing to pay a little bit more for that sustainable model. So what I'm trying to say is just by making those small changes, it doesn't take a lot of people to start buying those products to make the bigger companies say, hey, we have to really start realizing that this company is starting to eat a lot of the share of this market because you know, people are starting to pay attention. We need to get there too. So it doesn't take a massive scale of people to say, hey, you know, I'm choosing this. It, at, usually it takes a far less amount for people to really start to make that changes and big companies really to start to change their own models as well. So it's very powerful stuff. For sure. The economic supply and demand, you know, demands going over here to more eco-friendly, the big companies have to, I mean, either take yeah. notice right now to still stay on top. Otherwise, you know, pretty soon they're going to be like, where did this company come from? And why are we just now learning about it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And they're not going to let that happen. So, you know, put the pressure on them and start to really buy sustainable things. And, you know, they're not going to let too much of their shares. go. you know, they're obviously leaders in their fields and, you know, they're not going to sacrifice a big portion of the market share that they may already have and have already built to that point without realizing what the consumer wants. You know, they're, they're paying attention. Right. They've got numerous people on the back end, you know, sitting at corporate offices going, looking at all these spreadsheets going, okay, this sold so much at Kroger and this sold so much yeah. at Walmart. Um, yeah. And that goes to note, like for people who are saying, you know, well, these products are so much more expensive, you know, maybe I can't afford them. Okay. But I will say, yeah. use your digital coupons. Like oh, yeah. this is like a whole new aspect. And I've noticed just lately, even more so like the targeted coupons for what you buy. And we buy a lot of like clean products, um, you know, the natural, like predominantly organic line in our house on different items. And there are so many more targeted coupons out there that yeah. people don't even realize that they're missing out on. And I'm like, this is crazy. I go to the grocery store and I save $50. And they're like, how yeah. did you save that on your cart of all those good food items? Right. Yeah. And there's so many apps coming out now where you just download it and it kind of does the work for you. It's like, oh, they're going to Walmart. So let me automatically apply every coupon in their right. cart. I mean, it's very insane stuff, but it's real, you know? So download the app, save your money. And, you know, hopefully it'll, you know, be able to help you get to that sustainable way, you know?
Yeah, and not only like save you money, but you're saving rainforests at the same time. Right. Right. Exactly. It's it's it really comes down to making small changes every day that really have a bigger impact than people realize. You know, it, it really there's a lot of statement in that. What sort of motivated you to dive into this world of climate change and reforestation? My blind and absolute passion for the natural world and the environment and just wildlife as a whole. It is the definition of who I am. Um, that's really just the way I can say it. I I've always wanted to really be an entrepreneur and start my own company, um, but this profound passion for the environment and nature and just wildlife as a whole, I, I wanted to be able to really intertwine the two of them. So that's really what I did. I, I truly started Wooden Journey to make a difference. It, it really is the root of why I started it. That is amazing. And sort of what is your favorite aspects of the wildlife? Because everybody says the wildlife, but then you're yeah. sort of tied to different parts. God. You know, some people <laughs> love the ocean. Some people love the jungle. Some people love the safari. What was that for you? You know, I, I honestly can't pick because each one I'm in awe in different ways. You know, just to kind of put apples to oranges, it's very difficult for me because there's just so many different landscapes out there and so many different parts that have their own special qualities. Um, it's really just the cultivation of all of that, I would have to say for me. Uh, another big one, I've always been an animal guy. I've always loved them. Um, so just seeing the fact that, like, when you see this deforestation happening, obviously the climate aspect is horrible. It, you know, that's going to have so many impacts if we don't change things. But the thing that really gets to me is, like, I'm, I'm starting to get notice just thinking about it. It's the fact that these are homes, you know, when you're, when we're destroying these rainforests, the amount of wildlife and biodiversity that calls those habitats home is like beyond our, you know, possible understanding because there's so many different species that rely on it. And the fact that we can just decimate it so fast when these, you know, species have called these habitats and resources home for so long, and we can just kind of come in and stop that is, it really gets to me. It does. So just by able to have a company where I can focus on conservation and protecting these vital areas for the animals that call these areas home. It's a very uh, rewarding thing and exactly why I am doing what I'm doing. I love it. And a lot of people don't realize or they think of like, oh, the rainforest, you know, it's habitat, it's home. But when you're actually in a rainforest, it's, you see all of the different levels and it goes for feet and feet and feet, like hundreds, thousands of feet. And every single layer has a different habitat and a different home for different yeah. species. So when you take like, say, okay, you're gonna come in and cut an acre of rainforest. It's not just like a couple animals losing their home. It's like right. tons of animals losing their home, tons right. of plant life and, you know, flora losing homes too, which, everything is connected. It's so true. This whole world is completely connected to each other. It's so true. Um, it, it, you really touch on such a cool point because these animals and the species that call these areas home, you know, they don't really have a voice. They can't come talk to us and we don't, even if they're talking amongst themselves, we don't understand it. You know, I'm sure that they do and they have their own communication, but you know, think about the fact that like, let's say whoever's listening to this, your neighbor, if they own a plot of land, let's say they own an acre and someone decided to come down with a bulldozer and mowed their one house down, the entire town would be up in riot, the entire town, you know, and that's one person's home. So just imagine like, and the thing that I'm trying to do with Wooden Journey is 
I'm really trying to connect the average person who hasn't had the opportunity or doesn't have the access to see these areas to really start to make that connection to them and say like, listen, these are the places that are at stake. And these are the places that, you know, we could possibly lose if we don't start to make the action. So, you know, not only am I trying to really reforest and, you know, conserve the areas that we have, I'm really trying to be able to connect people, you know, kind of the same experience that you had when you went down to Costa Rica and you just became completely immersed in there. I'm trying to make that the best that I can available through my platform so people can really start to make that connection at home as well. And it's incredible what we can do, you know, from home to give us these experiences, you know, just simple information that we aren't seeing across our feeds normally, or there's not a show on Netflix about it, you know, or Hulu or, you know, I've learned so much just from opening up TikTok. Like I'm a person, you know, <laughs> I used to be immersed in the world of international relations, news, current events. Like I have a degree mm -hmm. in it. You know, that was my world yeah. for a while. You know, <laughs> okay. it affects your mental state. You know, you can go down this rabbit hole and it'll be so negative. And then you'll have like little blips of positivity. And then I was like, I gotta like, sort of yeah. like, I got to refocus my mind. Yeah, it gets to you when it, you're absorbed in it. It definitely gets to you. So I've made it a point, like all skim headlines every now and then I see what I need mm. to see. The main points. <laughs> exactly. It's like, if I need to read something deeper, I will, or I'll learn about it within my circle of family and friends. Like they'll tell me what I need to know. But honestly, like just getting the quick couple seconds from TikTok, you know, I was seeing headlines on stimulus package and different things that come across, you know, that they're not talking about in the news or it'll take you a while to find it. But this is a new information source that, you know, for so many and from all ages, some people right. dismiss it as being, you know, like, oh, it's a kid's platform, it's this. But Wrong. here I am in my mid-30s going, okay, yeah. like I if I need quick news as I'm creating content, here's what yeah. I found today. Yeah, I it's such a good point because TikTok at one point it was for just kids, quote unquote. It's so not true anymore because I would challenge anyone who has never been on that app before if they downloaded it, you know, probably most of the people that are listening to this, you know, have at least seen it at this point. But if you go on for 15 minutes, that's the thing about TikTok, they learn what you like. So it's hard to stop scrolling when it's already tailored to your interests, right? You know, I mean, it's already like showing you the things that you care about. And that's one of the things that other social media platforms don't necessarily do as much. You kind of have to really do a little bit more exploring and diving in to see the pages that you want. But TikTok, you just click one scroll up with your finger and, oh, look, another post that I like. Oh, look, another one. You know, it, it's a very, very powerful tool. And it's really starting to become one of those, I mean, me, myself, not only just because of the platform, you know, that I have on there, you know, and it's been such a great opportunity. I'm so thankful for TikTok as a whole, but just the fact of being able to have that, I just, as a consumer and a person that uses social media, I think it's by far one of my favorite ones at this point, for sure. It, it just changed the game and it, you can connect with people easier. Um, and just the tailor-made aspects for you is really, really cool. And alongside that tailor-made aspect, even that the things that you're not thinking about, like rainforest may not be at the top of your item to do right. list, right. but there is a post that connects you, you know, and yeah. you're like, 
oh, this is super cool and interesting. Yeah, Let me check out what Nick's doing. This was a really cool fact. Oh, you know, my kids in elementary school, we were talking about sloths the other day. This is a yeah. perfect like segue, you know, of how things connect. And, you know, it's amazing, like the impact that you can make just from making a 10 second yeah. video. Yeah. It, and like anyone who's listening to this, if they're trying to create their own content or media, get on TikTok because the the opportunities there are, you know, bar none. It's just such an incredible platform right now. And people, I overall, the overall community on TikTok is just so immersive and, you know, people just really get into it a little bit more. And it's very cool to have that, you know, networking and connection opportunity on a social media platform as, you know, as a whole. But I mean, I can't even tell you there's, it's just so humbling. I've had people message me in a direct message on TikTok and they say, Hey, absolutely love what you're doing. And these are 13 to 16 year olds. And they're like, you know, I decided with my parents to start doing a project on rainforest conservation because of your videos. That is so touching on a whole other level and just inspires me to do even more because it's truly, you're changing these people's worlds. You really are. You know, this person decided, cared about your brand and your mission enough to go home and make a school project about that. You can't, you can't, there's not enough words to describe how amazing that is. There's just not, I am so thankful for that. Um, you know, if my community listens to this, I'm so thankful for them as well. So <laughs> it's just very humbling and amazing to have people, you know, out there like that. And the community runs deep. It and does. When you have a community that supports whatever you're doing, it runs deep and they're going to support you through whatever you're going through and like what you're promoting and so forth. And especially when you're doing amazing things like this that one impact that you don't even realize, you know, you don't realize you've only gotten a couple messages from people, from kids, but what about the 10, 20 know. other ones that you don't even realize that, right, are, they telling, just did it. that are telling <laughs> all of their friends like, hey, go check out Wooden Journey, like it has some cool info for you, you know, or yeah. sending it to their teacher and going, you know, how many Starbucks are you bringing into class today? You know, did you know you could save five trays today instead? Yeah, like, that, yeah. Mind blowing. And easier. I mean, it actually would take, if you really get down, it would actually take more effort for someone to drive to get a cup of coffee than to go on to my, my website to plant trees. And that was what I tried to set out. It's like, we already do the membership. You don't, you literally just set it and forget it, you know, and we'll take care of the rest. So it's just, if people start to realize that they have so much power to make these changes, like the world would be <laughs> a completely different place. <laughs> From products to like planting trees to just taking the initiatives to do a quick search, like yeah. spend an extra two minutes. Yes. Yeah, just dive in. And I think that's a great point too. If people just took a half hour to search things that they were curious about a day, you know, to whatever interests them, Instead of, you know, if you're into books, that's fine. But like, just a topic, like just search a topic and just dive in, look at different articles that are, you know, obviously real that aren't just spam, like get, you know, get your information from the right places. Obviously that's crucial, but you know, just explore and look a little bit. I mean, the internet is such an incredible tool that, you know, if you're concerned about certain things, it's like, oh, like, how can I do this? The answer is usually right in front of you, you know, from your house because of this. So, you know, I, I encourage anyone to be able to, you know, go home and do that. And, you know, just touching on that community aspect, I really feel, you know, if anyone's also trying to, you know, 
in an entrepreneurial route is trying to get their own foot on the ground, whatever project they have, they're trying to start an online craft store, you know, they're starting to, you know, sell any kind of product online, starting to do anything they want digitally. Um, if my main advice would be, if you have any kind of, if you're just your genuine self, things will fall into place because that's the power of social media. There's so many tools out there and the right people will find you, you know, just keep putting your stuff out there, be yourself and, you know, just have genuine interests at heart and, you know, just kind of let the rest kind of fall where they need to be. And it will. Like I've been in the marketing world for years and it definitely does fall into place. Like be authentic, be you. Yeah. It salesy, like, you know, yeah, it doesn't work. Through, right. Right. No, people don't care. Like, are you like, are you trying to be this person? Yeah. And who wants to be like that these days? You know, it just doesn't work. You know, so I think it's just so funny seeing all these people like, oh, buy this, buy this. Like, but why? Like, it's just so self-interest, you know, it's just like be yourself, be authentic. And that's, you know, that's part of the beautiful part. If you're just yourself and you put out that stuff, then you get to connect with people. Like I get to connect with you. You know, we're having an incredible conversation right now. Just be yourself and, you know, go meet amazing people. So it's great. For sure. And, you know, like when you hit on people see you as your real self, like they truly do connect with you. A lot of people think, you know, yeah. you got to have this special filter and have this effect and be all perfect and look amazing. Right. The flashiness. <laughs> right. I mean, my Instagram story is the first thing in the morning is like, I woke up like this, but I'm having coffee. Good morning, guys. <laughs> right. Or like, right. I made it to the gym and I'm not like... I don't have makeup on going to the gym. You're exactly, you don't need it. No. And I probably have mismatched clothes on, but I don't care. They're going to get all right. dirty afterwards. Right. People, and that's the thing, it's so funny seeing some people just try to fool the overall society or community. It's like, it's just a facade. People see it, you know, like you're not fooling anybody. And it's just so much effort to put on that facade. Why would you want to put on? you know, anything about yourself in the first place, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You're beautiful exactly how, how you yes. are. Yes. For anybody who's listening to this, you don't have to be somebody else. Just be you. No, just rock yourself. You have amazing traits and you're the best example of yourself that could be out there. So don't cover it up, <laughs> please. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see that. <laughs> please don't put that on my For You page. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes, because <laughs> people will keep scrolling, including myself. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Um, so have you traveled to different rainforests throughout your life or have you just been super interested in it and doing this from afar? Um, so right now, the super interest, my goal is when things start to open up, I, I want to just go as far as I can. I have a, I have a couple of really good friends um, over in like Australia, Indonesia area where one of our uh, tree planting locations are. And his name's Lorenz, actually. Shout out to you, dude. He um, actually is kind of like commuting from Australia to Indonesia when things start to open up. And we're trying to get a like a like a little like shed hut place where we can just kind of like sleep, lodge and start to make, you know, different impacts there. So that's definitely one place on my to do list. It's actually really cool because place that we're planting with them is actually located right next to an orangutan habitat. Um, Ooh, so cool. yeah. So one thing we're trying to do is actually plant the durian fruit tree, which is a food source for them. So by planting these trees in the area that we're in, we're going to be able to kind of expand their habitat. So 
the goal is hopefully if we can get a couple cameras over there, maybe some, you know, like wildlife cameras, you know, people can kind of stop by my website and try to you know, see an orangutan in action. That would be really, really cool. Um, you know, definitely one of the things we're trying to aim towards, but I would say that's definitely one place on the list. Um, New Zealand is probably up there. I have a really good friend over there who worked for the um, like Auckland area and it would be really cool to go over there and see that habitat. Um, and then definitely one of my top to do's would be go to go over to the Amazon. That's probably been my favorite admiration spot <laughs> at the moment. So I would love to dive into there. Um, one person I got connected with, she is the founder of the Amazon River um, Conservation Foundation. It's it's a mouthful and her name's, her name's Susan. And she actually manages the river dolphins over there. It's a endangered species and she's doing a lot of great conservation work over there in their habitat. So I would love to kind of just join her on a trip and see some of her work as well. Oh, that is so cool. You know, when you're doing amazing things and you're beside other people doing amazing things, like Nothing better. that collaboration, that creativity is so vital and so needed. Yeah. And, you know, it's going to impact so many more people than what you even think of right now. Cause like one video, one clip is going to impact so many people. Yeah. And, and that's the goal. It's just, I know a lot of people want to kind of start their own endeavors, but there's nothing like being a part of the overall community, it, you know, just learning with other professionals, you know, just being able to get experience from them. You know, no one can do this kind of thing on their own, you know? So, I mean, life, life's hard enough as it is. <laughs> so, right. you know, not having a network beside you is definitely difficult, but when it, you know, in terms of something like climate change, where it's just so easy to get so depressed and so upset about the issues, because you really just start to kind of snowball when you learn about the different things that are going on, it gets very overwhelming and, I mean, I'll never forget it. That's why I started Wooden Journey. I was just sitting on my couch one day, you know, learning about all the things, doing exactly what you said. I was just doing some searching online and I'm like, oh my God, there's so many issues. Like, how is this not talked about on a massive scale right now? It, you know, it, it's unbelievable. And I just felt so, I felt so isolated and alone because I knew that people cared, but they didn't know how to do anything. And I, I'm like, I can't, I just couldn't allow myself to sit back. I'm like, I wanted to make an avenue where people who felt the exact same way that I did, would be able to be, you know, join us and say, no, hey, I'm part of this community. It's not just me, it's all of us. And, and that's where the power is. And that's when things really start to change. I absolutely love that. Like you're preaching to the choir on, you know, building a community and support and collaboration. And like I've said before, like you are empowering so many people Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> you know, like, literally, like, you had this idea, you saw the need for it, there was a huge disconnect, you know, there wasn't anybody out there going, okay, this is the best organization to go with, you know, this 100%. is the best way, this is how we help the community, there's so many different layers to it, yeah. and so you're, you filled in that gap, and are like, okay, I'll do all the research. Here you go, guys. Like, here it is. I figured it yeah. out. Yeah. And Copy now, and paste. Make it easy. <laughs> exactly. Now, here's how we can help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like you said, you've already conserved over 6 million square feet of rainforest, which is, it's mind blowing <laughs> in the span of what, two years, right? Yeah. I didn't really start until, I, I want to say I really started trying to amp up things around fall of 2019. So I'm pretty much a year, a year and, and a half. half. In. Yeah, just around there. 
Yeah. It's crazy. And it's just like, I know that this is what I'm supposed to do. This is just my calling in life and there's no way around it. There's, there's some days when like, there's just some days when I go on and make the impact from our community and, you know, get all these things done. And like, I just get a chill and I like start to tear up sometimes. I'm like, Oh my God, like this is like happening, you know? And I'm just so thankful for that. You know, like, you know, some people get enjoyment when they, you know, hang out with friends. Some people get enjoyment when they read a book. I genuinely get that enjoyment when I go online and make that impact. So being able to give that back to other people is just even more rewarding. And um, I'm on a mission to keep going. So my goal overall is to conserve. I want to conserve a million acres of rainforest, like conserve it through um, the Rainforest Trust. That's exactly what my mission is. I think that would go a long way. Uh, the tree number, we're trying to make some different um tailors to there but there's a lot of cool technology out there that I would like to kind of take advantage of where there's these things called tree planting seedling drones where you can actually fill up a drone with seeds coated in um, the correct coating so they you know animals don't eat them you know water doesn't erode their you know coating whatever and you can disperse them you know obviously a lot behind this but you can basically fly this drone over certain plots of land and disperse native seeds and kind of like in their own perfect in capsule. So they have all the nutrients that they have and you can plant millions of seedlings a day through this kind of technology. So we, we have big ideas and we got big things coming. It's just, you know, we're still early on and, um, you know, we, we just want to make the world a greener place and, you know, do what I can. It is impact. going to get there. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> keep up the high goals, keep it up. And <laughs> without a doubt, I know you're going to get there. And you hit Thank on you. such a great point, like, when you know that you're in your calling and you're following your intuition, there is so much fulfillment that comes from it. Oh my God. Yeah, like no words. It it's there. I just gotta chill. Just you saying it. Like, right. Honest honestly. <laughs> it's completely there. You know, I had that moment, I think like last week or the week before. And I was okay sitting down and I love to journal like in the morning I try to make it a daily practice yeah. and I was like you know what I had dreams years ago like on the road meeting people at coffee shops around the world and I was like you know right. what wouldn't it be cool to just this could be a job of just talking with people and learning yeah. their story over coffee and I was just like, put it off to the side, still doing marketing work, still sharing inspirational content on Instagram at the time. Yeah. And I was like, it just kept happening. Like meet people, they impact my life, I impact theirs. And then like the circle keeps going. And then this year it finally hit home. I was like, I'm, I don't have the coffee shop anymore. I'm creating it. And yes. I, then it hit me. This is it. <laughs> like, this is it. Like, yeah. this is my coffee shop right now. Yes. Via Zoom, having coffee with you, Nick. Yes. Learning your story. And I was just like, it's here. Like, this is what I had dreamt about and just pushed it off the side and it's back in full force. And it's like, you can't stop this. This is what you're no. meant to do. I am, I am so like, I guess, the, I guess the words is like in all of that, because it's so hard to it's so hard to make that jump. Like, and I'm proud of you for doing that. I, I, I just reward you on everything that you've accomplished because you tailored it. I mean, like, like you said, the world with the coffee shop is it's not right here, but guess what? I'm not going to let that stop me because I have access to all these other resources. Why not just dive into this now? You know, everyone's cooped up at home. Like I'm stuck on zoom. Everyone's stuck on zoom in this world. 
So why not just do it digitally for now? You know, maybe in a couple months you can start to get into the coffee shops again, but that didn't stop your path. Did it? You know, you kept going, and that's that's very awing. I'm um, very humbled by that. That's that's amazing. Great job to you. Well, thank you. Some some days it was a little forced of like how I got here, uh, but not connecting with the people, but just like yeah. marketing world crash. So it was like, why not try something? Why not now? Why not you know? now? Like here it is. Here's the blessing. Yeah. You've got time. Go for it. Yeah. And, and that's the beautiful part about just the internet as a whole. Like you really, there's so many tools out there that you can really just kind of learn and do your own thing. And exactly whoever's listening, like Bobby said, just, just dive in and be yourself. Like whatever you want to do, just start putting stuff out there because you're going to meet people that help you along the way. You know, like if you're doing a really cool thing, people are going to want to get on board and support you, you know, and why wouldn't you want to meet cool people like that? You know, you're literally creating your own little community, but also joining the overall one that you wanted to be a part of. Like, why not go for it? You know, you have all this, a lot of people have all, all this free time at home right now. You're not doing X, Y, and Z. You know, take some time to work on that dream. I mean, it's just so possible. And if I can just give any, you know, inspiration in that way, you know, I'm just a normal guy in a one bedroom apartment right now. I really am, you know, but I'm also not going to let, you know, everything that was happening, stopped me from pursuing what I wanted and building what I want. You know, I'm like, like you said, it, everything's here and you're only, you're the only one you're really getting in the way of yourself with everything out there, you, you know? So just take advantage of it and, you know, just work really, really hard and, you know, just kind of let the rest fall into place. Preach. Like, put <laughs> the words out of my mouth, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> You yeah. can create content for me today. <laughs> Sounds good. Let's let's work something out. I would love to. This has been fantastic so far. So whatever we can do, I'm all for it. <laughs> yes, it is so true. Like you are the person that's in the way of it. Like if you take out that mental block, like you can achieve so much. On, on, and you know what? It, you know what it is. I think there's so much around like the culture of people's opinions coming around you. You know. My one of my main messages that I could say is literally just listen to yourself. You are the one that's going to make yourself happy. There's always going to be someone that's going to think your idea is dumb, that it's lame, that you're a nerd, that it's just not what you should be doing. You're wasting your time. Who are they to tell you what your dreams and aspirations are? You could say the same thing to them. You know, it's just you need to listen to yourself because most of the time those voices get so outweighed by the amount of people that think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. You know, there's always going to be people that are going to deny and think what you're doing isn't the right thing to do. And you just, you know, whether it's friends or a stranger, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. You just need to really dial into yourself and say, you know, this is what I need to do. And like, this is what my goals are. And I'm not going to let anyone stop that. And honestly, the real friends and the real people out there are going to support you. And you just have to realize that, you know, and I think one really cool thing is, if there's a friend that doesn't support you, like let's say you're putting something out there and they think it's dumb, do you really want to be friends with someone like that? Is that for you? Because at that point, you're just hiding your true self. You know, going onto that whole facade, you're hiding yourself because you're just putting up a wall to impress someone. Why do you want to impress someone that doesn't care about who you really are? You know, so I guess if I could give any advice, exactly what Bobby said, put yourself out there um, and just start doing what you're meant to do. And it's just, it's that simple. You know, I'm rooting for you. Bobby's rooting for you. Um, just do your thing. You know, don't let those people get in your way. Don't let fake friends get in your way. And, you know, things will fall into place for you for sure. Just put yourself out there. Um, 
and you'll get a really cool group of people that will support you and you'll really realize who had your back and who doesn't so 100 percent on this like you hit the nail on the head nick and just to add on you know if you're finding yourself with these friends who are judging you which 99% of the time that judgment's just in your minds that you're yeah. thinking, so but sometimes there are people in your circle that will say like, this idea is like so crazy, so far out there. I don't think it's right for you. They're probably unhappy with their own life and have inner jealousy because they actually 100%. didn't do what they wanted to do in life. So once you realize that, then you just have to take that step back and go, okay, I see that, like, that's why they're coming at me. I'm still staying in my lane, shining my light, doing my thing. 100%. That is so true. Oh my God. I, I could not have said that better myself. It's just, what if you're doing a really cool thing, it's just straight jealousy. That's what it is. And the, as hard as it is, really dive into yourself and really just understand that. And find it in yourself if that is someone that's really dear to you and say you know listen i'm sorry that you think that this is dumb but you know if there's something that you're looking to do if i can be a resource for you um you know let me know you know just co come from a place of understanding more of just getting mad at them that goes a really really long way and i think they would make a complete 180 being completely honest if you had a friend that was you know putting judgment on you and you went out to them and said like listen you know you know, I'm learning a lot and I think there's a lot of cool things that I could help if there's something that you wanted to do, whether whatever, you know, whatever it is, you know, just let me know. Most of it would just get washed out. And if not, then they're probably just not a good person. and You don't want to be with them anyway. Yep. So you really have the double-ended win-win sword, no matter which way you look at it, when that's where you take it from. So just remember that. And like I said, it's just, um, like Bobby said, it's just, Sometimes people are going to be jealous on what you're doing and just offer yourself as a resource instead. And usually that gets completely nullified right away. You are absolutely correct on that, Nick. Nick, as we begin to wrap up here, I could talk to you for hours, like same. similar thoughts <laughs> yes. that we could have coffee every great. week. <laughs> Why don't we? <laughs> Maybe we will. <laughs> Episode two. <laughs> this is a new series of Coffee with Bobby and Nick. Uh, here for it. Awesome. It's happening. Um, what's been one of the biggest blessings for you over this past year? Oh my God. Um, I would say first and foremost, my family and my self-health, um, just because of everything that's been going on. Um, you know, really just looking at it, that is such an important thing that a lot of people, really, I think sometimes take for granted, you know, there's so many people struggling with different things and, um, whether it's not health, just my overall situation, I, I didn't lose a job, you know, just for where I am in a place where the world has really just crashed down upon us. I'm very thankful for the impact that I've had personally, not being as bad as others. Um, I'm very appreciated to that. Um, the other thing, you know, just relating it for Wooden Journey, the biggest thing that I'm in, that I am thankful for is every single person who has commented, liked, said thank you, or just appreciated in general what I've, you know, been trying to build or who has really joined our community. I genuinely and truly don't have the words to thank every single one of those people who have done the littlest thing of engagement on anything that I've put out there or any dollar that they've planted with me, anything. Every single piece of help has been absolutely tremendous and gotten me to where I am. And I will always be humbled and thank you by that. And 
Um, I just want those people to know that are listening that I'm not going to stop. And that just pushes me even more. So I'm, this train isn't going anywhere. And that just pushes me on to make the world even greener, you know, the most that I can. And I'm like for I love it. Nick, where can we find more information about you? Where can people connect with Wooden Journey, social media, website, et cetera? Uh, so the easiest place would just be to go on to www.woodenjourney.com. I have all my social media um, linked right on there. So any channels that you're on, I'm pretty much on there too. <laughs> so um, you can definitely find me on any of those channels through woodenjourney.com. Um, I have different subscription tiers if someone wants to plant trees and conserve with me um, right on woodenjourney.com as well. And I also have our own like explore and feed page. So if you want to be, um, you know, just a member of our community, meet people, you can start to post like, you know, just meet others who are on our mission with us. I, we would love to have you on board. Our community is incredible. I would go on a limb and say we have the best community ever, but I think I'm a little biased. <laughs> so that's okay. But I would love to have you guys on board and join our, our tree fam. So. Uh, Woodenjourney.com is the place to be. Wherever you are listening to this, watching this episode at, you can find all of the links below in the show notes and the captions to connect with Nick and Wooden Journey. Nick, this has been such a pleasure having coffee with you and learning so much about your passion for wildlife and reforestation and just life in general. I cannot thank you enough for having me on here. And it's been an absolute pleasure of mine. Uh, just likewise, Bobby, you're an absolute inspiration. This has been a blast and I really can't wait till we do this again. Um, here's to a, hopefully a long lasting uh, podcast series that we can maybe get going. <laughs> thank yes. you so much for everything. Yes, I love it. <laughs> to everybody who is watching and listening to this episode today, I'm going to leave you with this. Take five minutes out of your day today and just do that extra search, whether it's on a product, whether it's on something that you want to learn about, a new hobby, a new interest, like take that initiative. We've got the time, just search. Google's right in front of you. Yeah, your voice matters. Exactly. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Nick. Have a great day. <laughs>